welcome back to the Floating Thrill Podcast. Uh, I'm your host Luke, and today we are introducing a new series uh, that we're going to do in between uh, our main series. Uh, we'll do it occasionally, and obviously, it's not going to be like a thing we do every time, probably. But we, we'll we'll see when we go through it. Um, probably when we feel like it, basically. Yeah. Uh, and so it's a uh, pick a movie, and uh, our you know theme today will be silent uh, movies and. Uh, so we all picked one for today, and uh, we're all going to review them. So uh, uh, my podcast hosts for today are Danny. Hello. And Blake. What's up? And uh, I guess we can go ahead and get into them. I mean, uh, so... Starting with Prince Ahmed, right? Yeah, so Danny, you picked we're, Prince Ahmed. Well, we're starting just, we're going by the order they came out when. Kind of, basically. yeah. Basically, yeah. Adventures of Prince Ahmed and A Page of Madness are both 1926. So we're going to just start with the one we like worse, apparently. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, yeah. unfortunately. Oh, well, let's be honest. We'll just yeah, put all the cards yeah. on the table, you know? Yeah, I but, but I mean, it's true, though. Yeah. But, yeah. And we'll get into it. Yeah. I guess that's a good way to well, Why'd you this. pick it, though? I think but we should yeah, start okay, with. We'll start there. Um, well, the main reason I picked it was more just kind of uh, when I thought I'd pick a silent movie. I wanted to go, and I was looking through the movies I've seen. This one felt like it had a, another reason more than just I like it. It's basically the oldest surviving feature uh, silent movie. It's the first anime. Yeah. Silent it basically feature, is. I'm pretty know. sure it is because this technique had not been done before her. Yeah. And kind of learning more about that process. Uh, there's a documentary on Criterion about her when it came out in like 1999 just about like her career and kind of everything about her career. And uh, there's a professor on there basically talking about like she was the first to really have this idea and do animation like literally just by herself creating silhouettes. And Really, that's why I wanted to pick the movie, those two things. I love the silhouettes designs in this movie, and yeah. I love, I just love the histories of things, and I, I really do love animation at the end of the day, so just knowing that this yeah. is the first one, like that, you know, that kind of just makes it special on its own. And we'll kind of talk about it just maybe as the movie, uh, just by itself, it's not the greatest movie, you know? But... To me, if you're if you're making the first animated movie, you can, we can we can let that slide. Yeah, yeah. for sure. The especially point, the when you, is enough. Yes, yeah. especially when you learn the crew they had was not that big. It was like four or five people making this movie. Yeah, it took them three years, and they're just basically making it in like a an attic on a table, basically frame by frame. You know, and like Disney has like you know hundreds of animators, and yeah. it still takes them forever to make these movies. Yeah. you know, because it's not easy to do animation, no matter like obviously the frame rate is different and everything, but still, it's very hard to do. And all those reasons is really why I picked it. And I guess if I had to say one more reason, just the colors. You know, I yeah, love the okay. colors. And, okay, what about you guys? What what do you guys think of the movie? Was it worth watching? Um, well, I watched it for the first time. And, I like you said, I do respect, like, as a movie, like, the importance it has as being the first anime feature. But my main, like, problem with it, which is something that you loved about it, is the silhouettes. Personally, I don't know if anyone else felt this way. It was probably just me. I don't know. And I mean, okay. I, I don't know if it's like actually like. Okay, I like the look of the silhouettes, but for me, like, for me to get engaged with the story and the characters, like, it was it was hard for me, because it almost alienated them, in a way, and it's hard to explain. But like, I don't know. It's just it was. Uh, I don't know if it was... It could be that just the characters weren't very good. And maybe I just... I, I see the silhouettes and I'm like, okay, that's the reason. Mm-hmm. But that was really... I just... The story and the characters, I just like... I don't know. I just wasn't super into. And it... It was beautiful, though. And I 
definitely be respected as a as a film as its place in film history. But really, that was my problem. No, I I, I disagree. Actually, honestly, <laughs> I, I love the art style, and but I actually disagree because I think the silhouettes do. I think they're very like expressionistic. Like I think I think the expressions like without without having any discernible features like they make these silhouettes kind of express emotions pretty well and I think they get the emotions across for the most part where I think it like I just think the story's kind of weak or at least like maybe it's not weak but I just haven't read Arabian Nights you know so like maybe I just I know Dan and I were talking about this maybe we just missed something yeah. or we just don't know we just that, don't actually, know the characters yeah. as well yeah. as as people that had that would have watched us in 1926 would have known them mm-hmm. But I love the silhouette. Like, the main reason I love this movie, because I know me and you had seen it before this, was because it is the first anime movie, but I love the silhouette for art style. Like, ever since, like, I, I love art, and I love Greek art, too, and they always would paint with the silhouettes. Like, you know, like, that would, that, that yes, would be, like, their paintings like and stuff. Yeah. So it is kind of just, like... Yeah. Kind of like a painting come to life whenever you think yes. of it like that, because it... and it's think about the story; it's a very classical. Yeah, story it's too, a very obviously. classical. That like... have been reinterpreted a lot. Yeah. you know, ever since. Even I guess before. yeah. For me, it's it's not an aesthetic problem; it's just a story problem. So it's, like, okay, so problem. when you say that, then it doesn't even sound like you're really saying you have a problem with the silhouettes. Then, well, it's that's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's specifically the silhouettes. Okay, okay. I just think the silhouettes might have something to do with it. Okay, and it's, it's uh, kind of why I identified as yeah, my, what yeah. probably is the problem for me. I definitely. Um, and uh, yeah, we can definitely because Blake made a good point about this. Um, where if you don't know the the, it might be made towards an audience that knew the characters already, that that's, knew yeah, that's Aladdin point, and yeah. Ahmed. You know, they at least had probably some understanding of this history, and she's probably assuming yeah, they that might have, they might have known why the witch didn't like the magician or something like <laughs> yes, that, and we just yes. never know that. We just yes. know that she's like, why would the magician drop 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 Ahmed off right in her mountain, like one of her one of his biggest villains, like our our enemies, like mortal enemies, like why would he just do that, so that she could free him basically, <laughs> like. <laughs> There are just a lot of little things like like that I don't personally get, yeah. but maybe that's, if I would have read Arabian Nights, I would have. And that's why, because when I talked about it with you guys, I was saying how I might not rate it this time, and that's the main reason I wanted to say that was because it felt like almost watching like if I watched like the seventh Marvel movie or something, and then I complained that I didn't know any of the characters, and people were like, <laughs> "You didn't, you didn't, you didn't watch, you didn't do your background, you know, like you yeah. didn't watch you Phase know, One. It's not, you it wasn't made for, or like really, it just wasn't made for you." You know, obviously, if it's made for an audience that knows yeah. these characters in Germany at the time, yeah, then like, is it? Can I really complain to be like, yeah. I, I didn't connect to the characters. Like, she yeah. wasn't made it to where she wasn't making it to where you were supposed to connect with the characters. Yeah. You know, like it feels more like a, it just for the art style itself, right? Just for the art to let it. Yeah, the form. Yeah, yeah just for the form making itself, yeah. and that's why she used a very popular uh, at the time, probably a more popular story than yeah. for us today. But yeah. whether or not my feelings on this movie, I. I'm glad it exists. Oh, yes, sure. yes. No, it's just so creative, you know? It is extremely creative. And uh, something I learned um, in that documentary was Jean Renoir was a huge fan of uh, this movie and both okay. of them. Because, like, her, her and her husband, they, like, basically produced and made movies their whole lives. And he's the one that helped her make, get this made, too. But Jean Renoir also started working with her husband a lot on some of his movies and his scripts, too. Her name's like, Lot Lo- Rain Lo- Rainberg. Lot uh, Lot Renegar. Renegar. Yeah, Reniger. yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. So and her her husband's called named uh, Carl Cobb, I think. So those two, and it really is both their movie too. And she basically says that like, uh, he actually controlled more of the story aspects of it, like the directing, and she was you know she was more of the straight artist, like 
um, cutting the silhouettes, um, making framing them in all the right places. Yeah. You know, it's and crazy. definitely having good ideas too. Like, like, and we'll let's get into the actual movie. I don't even think we've yeah. actually gotten to yeah. the movie itself. One of my favorite scenes, and to me, like at a certain point, really like comes alive is when uh, he's hiding from like the demons when they come to to take baths, and yeah. you don't know they swim. Yeah. Uh, oh, you don't know they fly, and they, and like they fly in. And then they just take off their wings, yeah. too. It's, oh, it's just, like, a great moment. I, like, to me, like, the silhouettes work perfectly in those kind of moments. They you do. Know? Like, the flying horse and stuff like that. Where it just feels natural, but, you know, you can make silhouettes easily fly, right? At the same time. You can. Yeah. I did like the scene, too, with the silhouettes. I'm, I'm with the silhouettes in the movie. But <laughs> uh, when is it, wasn't there, they were, like, trying to, like, entertain the king, and they were, like, stacking on top of each other? Like, yes. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, like, yes. yeah they're, they're, they're like, yeah. Yes. I was like, damn, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> oh yeah, those three guys. Yeah. Honestly, that that scene, I don't know if you thought of this, but it reminded me of that scene in Parade, Tati's Parade, when they're doing the the person stack. Okay. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. It's like it's a long tradition of that. Nimbus to me is not that bad after all. No, I'm joking. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I'm joking, joking. It only took bringing up Tati. <laughs> no, one of my favorite scenes in this movie, and it and it plays into like the expressions that the that these silhouettes give and how I actually think they're really believable. And the the scene that I think best shows that is whenever Prince Ahmed and uh I can't remember the princess's name but she they they all fly back yes starts and then the with yeah. Aladdin like the yeah. Aladdin's there too and they meet the father and oh, then like the uh the like the princess Ahmed's sister comes out and then she takes like the the like his his wife who's gonna be Ahmed's wife up to see the king and she's like very hesitant like no no I don't want to go see him like what if he doesn't like me basically or something like that at least that's the expression she's giving off and then like the acceptance like whenever the king just accepts everyone I don't know it's just like, like the, very, the the way the movie ends with the, yeah, pray, it's the morning just, prayer and everything yeah the expressions like silhouettes you wouldn't expect them to be able to get out give off the expressions they do but they they do in this movie and I, that's one of the reasons I do like it still a lot. But okay, yeah. so before I get, because I want to mention something, and she was very specific on like uh, why she used silhouettes. Like she had, you know, she had, and that's basically why, you know, like she thought they were very expressionistic for being so simple, yeah. you know, at the same time. And uh, she has, there's this great quote at the end of the documentary that I, I was going to save to the end, but it's perfect for what we're talking about now. Uh, I'll just quote it. Quote, what can be less of a person's image than his silhouette? And how much can this express? Less gold, but the purest, you know? <sighs> And that's kind of how she saw it. It's like less gold, but the purest kind of gold. Right? Yeah. It's just that. Exp- it's literally just the expressions itself. It is, yeah. right? That's yeah. all you're watching. And that's kind of what I love. It. But uh, specifically, I want to mention some of the characters specifically. And I think the maybe the most expressionist is is the magician. I think he is. Like dude. honestly, it made me think that this movie might have been better if it was just about him or his character. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like it was one of the first movies where like oh, I wish they would stay on the villain more. You know? Okay. Because <laughs> uh, like the characters that. The story does kind of feel simplistic, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, you're not watching it for the story kind of thing. No, you're watching it for the art. Yeah, exactly. But do you guys have any specific moments or anything, like, that was, you'll, you'll think of maybe that you when you think of this movie? I mean, there are so many good scenes. Like, it's the thing. Like, there are so many good action scenes. Like, even just the one that pops into my mind is the one with the snake. And the whenever the snake comes the, out, oh, like whenever oh, the snake oh, comes okay. out, he uses it. Uh-huh. Like he chokes it out and uses it for a yeah, ladder to, okay, gr- yeah. to, or for like a rope to climb out. No, that's not the one I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of one where the uh, the two uh, people fight, where one of them turns into a lion, one of them turns yeah, into a snake, yeah, and they yeah, both yeah. starting turning into random animals. Yeah. You know, while they're fighting, that's actually a great scene too. Like it, it feels like uh, 
very naturalistic the story, but you can do so many things in silhouettes at the same time, which is yeah. very, which is like makes it kind of a fun fun watch. Like you don't know what's gonna happen next with the silhouettes almost. And like one of my favorite uh, moments of that is when the magician specifically is taking uh, um, Aquaman over hell. Like <laughs> I think it's yeah. hell. There's right? I think it's the Witch's or, Mountain or whatever. Oh, the Witch's Mountain. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like dragging That's his body. He over, him, he's yeah. dragging his body while he's flying. Yeah, it's a great shot. It is. Um, and that's another great expressionistic moment because he just sets him down on that on that thing that sets yeah. the rock on top of him and basically just like points yeah, at him and like yeah. says you stay there and that guy basically kind of specifically the moment that I'm thinking of that I definitely liked were was it the it was the scenes where he like um was around the girls and it got romantic you know yeah and like oh, the, okay. the background would change to like pink or whatever yes, like yes. a warm color like that's thought, the demon I, world with the yeah I thought that was cool yeah yeah but honestly, I don't know why. I'm finding a lot of these moments to kind of merge together. <laughs> but I don't know if that's my memory or just the movie. But like, what do you know. mean by merge together though? Like, I just like, it's like I can't even think of like. It's hard to think of specific moments because oh, okay, like okay. they're all like jumbling together. Like, I mean, maybe that is a good Chris. Like, it does kind of feel same. Like you're just watching because of the story mainly. But yeah. I mean, uh, he does a lot of the same things because it's just like him flying. Like he figures out how to fly the flying horse yeah, and they yeah. lose the flying horse and then he gets the flying horse back, I feel like, and they lose it again or something like that. Or no, then, <laughs> and then like, Aladdin kind of gets yeah. involved in the middle. like kind Which of is like kind of just random. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, he, he needs Aladdin's like yeah. magic oh, lamp. Yeah, or... the lamp, yeah. Even though the genie or the djinn it's, there's a great shot of him coming out. There is, yeah. That's the thing. It's more about the shots that in specific moments. It's and more I, about the art, like yeah, the art. Yeah. Um, and that's why I really like. I got. I definitely need to read Thousand uh, One Nights uh, at some point. Or Arabian. Yeah. Uh, I think it's Arabian Nights. Arabian this Nights. One, yes, this yes. one's Arabian Nights. I think. Um, I need to read that at some point because. For sure. And then come back and watch this. You know, knowing the characters, then you could just kind of see them though come alive almost. You know, yeah, but it sure. just feels like I don't know the characters enough. Yeah. Like, I know Aladdin from the Disney movies. That's, yeah, That's probably exactly. a problem, you know? That's probably the problem. Is Aladdin, like, a... Where, where did Aladdin originate from, that, you know, character? Uh, probably Arabian... I don't know, probably Arabian Nights, honestly. Yeah. It might be. Even though Arabian Nights is probably based on older stories. Probably, you know? yeah. So, you never... I, that's a good question. Yeah. Something we're not educated enough on. <laughs> but, uh, honestly, we can probably come to... Like, we don't... Obviously, we didn't love the movie as a movie... I appreciate it more oh, for yeah. the as history. an art piece. It's yes, beautiful. And and to give her credit, this is one of her first earlier movies. Not first, but one of her early. Like she made movies all the way up until the fifties and sixties. Yeah, you know, so she, she definitely has potential. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. This yeah. makes so much sense why he finds out about Latin in China now because apparently he's a Chinese. He's Chinese. He's Chinese. Apparently, Damn. dude. Like the original story is, it's set in China, and he's Chinese. I mean, they do go to the Emperor of China. No, exactly. Like that makes so much more sense now. Yeah. Like why they go to China? Yeah. <laughs> but... Huh. Yeah, you learn something new. Every you day. learn something new. Every day. <laughs> I would not have guessed that. No. It doesn't sound like Aladdin does not sound like a Chinese. Maybe no. he had a different name. Yeah, may... I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. China, probably because that does not sound like a Chinese name. But uh, do you guys? I don't know. We we yeah. got off, kind of on a tangent, but that do you guys have any last either. words on this, uh, Prince Ahmed? The first, because we are about to yeah. go to uh, Miyazaki, yeah. so it is kind of no like, matter my thoughts on it, definitely true. still watch it. Yeah, it, yeah. It's not that long. It's, it's not it's not a silent movie you've probably ever seen before, honestly. So yeah, like yeah. that's that alone makes it worth watching. Or just a and, movie you've never seen before. And like honestly. people think of silent movies as black and white. This movie is colorful as yes, all hell. Yes, so, yes. and. I even was talking about this before we did the episode. 
it's almost not a silent movie in some ways because it is uh, carried by the music the whole yeah. time. And it was composed at the time with them making it. You know, it's not yeah. like a lot of silent movies where they're just playing a random score or something. Yeah. Or something made after. This was actually made for the score. And a lot of the movements, you can feel that. Yeah, right? you can. They're, they're definitely timed with the music, so. There's a, a lot of reasons to watch it. Like, um, it kind of is. Um, a turn your brain movie off in some ways if you're not really going to care about the story and you probably will not at some point you know yeah. especially if you don't love, love yeah. the characters already but it's worth watching for the art style for the history etc etc yeah but uh, on a better note let's go to the better movie we're going to review yeah. from 1926 because <laughs> this one to me is definitely an all time great movie it no is. matter the year yeah. no matter when it was made all that kind of thing it is in my opinion too and this is not even my pick, so Blake, why'd you pick this? Yeah, so Page of Madness is the is what I picked, and I did pick it because this is my favorite silent movie still, thankfully. I like, well, maybe not thankfully, because I love Char- I love Chaplin's movies, and I have watched more Buster Keaton now too, but I love this movie so much, and the reason is is because it's like so it's so far ahead of its time. Like the shots that they use in this movie, I feel like you don't even see until like the fifties or sixties in horror movies. Yeah. Like, specifically that scene where it's, like, I think it's, like, at the 50-minute mark where he's just in that jail cell, like, looking like looking away, or, like, he's, he's kind of, like, zoning out, and then the jail cell just keeps on, like, going over, like, passing over his face. Like, the overlays that they have in this yes, movie are yeah. freaking oh, yeah. insane. Yeah, like, great, <laughs> like there are so many great overlays, and that's really the main reason why I chose it, is because it is so far ahead of its time. And I think Japanese silent cinema has just, like, this special quality, kind of, where it's... It's kind. Of, it kind of has lost something because, like, all Japanese cinema had like benches telling the stories, mm, like along yeah, with the movies. Yeah, yeah, like each theater would have a different benchy, and these were all, these like like people would go to the movie to see the benchy, not even just for the yeah, movie, but because they like the benchy telling the story. Because like they they watch the movie and like make their own interpretations on it, and like add dialogue, and then they'd like read over the movie basically. And, like, so people would go and see those, and we just, we've lost that with Japanese cinema, obviously, like, silence and, like, we will never be able to know what that was like. Yeah. So, like, I honestly, like, would love to go back to 1926 and watch this in Tokyo <laughs> but, or something, because that would be amazing, but... But, okay, you thinking, saying that just reminded me, because I hadn't even thought about that, because you mentioned all the shots, obviously, the overlays and all that, right? And um, one of the awesome things about why this was, movie could only be made in Japan was there was no way a mainstream movie or a no. kind of mainstream movie. I don't know how mainstream this one was, but obviously it was a, ma- a studio movie. Compa- this could never have been made in America or even Europe at the time. And because... Uh, and that reason you said, what were they called? Uh, Benchies. Benchies, yes. Uh, and I, that this thought just came to me. Like the reason they were probably able to be so experimental with the images um, and didn't have to worry as much if people were following along with the story was because they had those people, you know, telling you yeah. the story along, right? So yeah. really, the, even the filmmakers could be like, oh, we, we know someone's going to be telling the story. Exactly. We can focus on these. We can do some really cool stuff with the shots and everything. Yeah. And someone can explain it if someone doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. But for us watching now, it's like, how they were, they were even, yeah. how are they even able to do this, you know? Yeah. And even me at times, <laughs> I was like, insane. if you don't know the story, like, it just jumps into the story. It does. You know, it, it literally it does. you know a lot, like, or you just have yeah. to get it through the images, right? Like, yeah. And that kind of like, makes it fun. Like, at least, yeah, at least read the synopsis. Or if yeah, you, you, you want to know, if you want to know, if you want to know the story, if you don't, you, you just after, like, watch yeah. it. Or you can just, like, jump in, it's fine. But, like, if you just jump in, you, like, just see a bunch of rain hitting everything, and you're like, what yeah. the fuck is going on? What is this? And then it goes right into the mental asylum. It's amazing at the same time. The dancing girl. Yes. 
I mean, this, this, this so kind of makes me feel better because the, the whole time I was like, I'm so confused. Oh, what's yeah. going on? Oh, yeah. That, there's a reason. There's this very specific cultural reason why that's why that yeah. is the case. But it's, all, it's interesting in terms of Japanese silent cinema that like something like this is made, but then you also watch something like an Ozu silent movie, and they're like, wow. Yeah. These are both like they're like so different. Yeah. Like, they well, literally, they're just allowing more creators to have more freedom and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know I know that uh, Joseph Anderson, who's like he's the he's a big Japanese like uh, history made expert. But like I know on the page, on a page of Madness, the Blu-ray, they have like an interview with him and, what, and a psychiatrist actually. And I think that he was saying that he that a uh, Teisuke Kunosaga saga maybe I can't remember who who directed this movie. But um, they were they were saying that he actually Kinugasa. did Kinugasa. Yeah, that he actually did Kinugasa. watch a lot of like Eisenstein. I think also montage for sure. Yeah, because oh like gosh, he because yeah. that's where he got a lot of the ideas at least for these shots. Yes. But like. He, I feel like he built upon like like oh, yeah. these shots are just freaking insane, dude. Like like ju- it goes right to the dancing girl and like the shots with that dancing girl at the very in the very like opening scene of that mental assignment is just insane because you're like yeah you you're like people <laughs> people did this in 1926 like what <laughs> yeah like I just love them like them like the camera just keep on like jumping from people to person to person just like yeah really creatively yeah and, like one of my first notes for this movie was like five minutes and i was like i didn't even know people move the camera like this in the 20s dude like oh yeah because like we just watched chaplin and stuff like that and he moves his camera but like not a lot and like and then this movie you can almost get like motion sickness if you're if you're that like (laughs) adept to it because of how how like fast he's moving the camera basically and just twirling it around it seems like and and to me that's what makes it uh it fits the story yeah, perfectly. Right. No, this like, is uh, one of the best tales of descending of descending yes, into madness yes, there yes. is. For oh sure. man, and because uh, it's the perfect combination of yes, they're doing all these amazing experimental stuff, uh, you know, with the camera and the montage is really good. But it, the reason why it feels like a great movie too, because it fits uh, the the story, maybe not even the story, but the kind of feeling it's trying to portray, right? Of yeah. a man falling into madness because of you know. Losing, yeah. losing a wife basically you know yeah. watching her you know go into madness herself and like it has that almost like Chaplin that dual nature of it right yeah. like uh, you're watching it because it's cool and it's a great movie but at the same time it is it hits deep at the same time it does hit deep you know and watching the ending this time uh, we should get to the, okay I don't want to even just we'll, we'll, we should at least talk about some of the key scenes and stuff in the movie you seem uh, or like okay I'll, I'll, I'll start um, one of my favorite uses of the experimental t- technique and how it fits the story is when we get her sh- uh, her point of view from her shots like uh, there's one where she's like basically laughing and the husband's staring at her yeah and she stares back and his face like just starts stretching i'm like oh my like how they even think of this yeah, dude. you know and it's like it just fits perfectly but there's like a lot of little reflection shots they use where like there's another one where she's like under a tree like looking at an apple when her family's like right behind her yeah and then all of a sudden you see her pov and then uh it's like just reflected like really like you could just tell she's gone she's gone mad right yeah and it's just a perfect way to like you could tell they probably thought of the shots first yes and then they're like how can we use this like in a story like you know how can we like what, what, how can we use a shot like this in a story you know yeah. well yeah a, a shot that i was really impressed by and this kind of shot i'm very impressed by but all seven movies you, there's a similar one in cameraman as well that we're going to talk about but when all the prisoners are going like berserk in the prison just like that kind of scale in a silent movie is always really impressive for me. Yeah. Like all those actors. Especially with the frame rate. 
Oh yeah, because you know, it's, sure. it's faster, right? And are yeah, you talking about the one like the time like... whenever he kills the doctor? Like the dream, kind of like that's all in his head, kind of like that that whole thing is basically in his head. Is that the scene well, he you're talking about where he starts beating the doctor with the shovel? Yeah, I just remember like there, I, I don't because there there are a few story, there are a few of those story those, wise. Like, I yeah. have no idea. I just remember berser- they were going berserk. All right. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, there are a few. There are a few of those scenes where the where the inmates. They're all impressive anyway. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because one of my favorite times when they go berserk is when they're all watching a dance for the first time. Yeah, and it's like they're all trying to see her dance. It yes, seems yeah. Like, yeah, and it kind of just to me it just meant like every time they watch her dance and stuff, it just to me thinks of like even these people that are going mad, they still have an appreciation of art or something, you know? Something like, like that. I don't Maybe. know exactly what it, what he meant by it, but I, I like it. I don't know what I don't know exactly. Yeah, what it see means. what what I got from that is I was like she's like the maestro for the madness almost is like how I kind of so, got it. Like you think she's the one making the mad? I don't know because if of her dancing I'll, or I'll, maybe like that okay, or like yeah. that like see, taps, see that taps sure, into yeah. something. I don't know. Like art makes you insane. Yeah, maybe okay. <laughs> that's the thing. It's open, and that's it's the thing. So a lot of this movie is open, right? It's all images and. They're coming fast to a lot of the time. Yes, they are. No, that's one of the best things also about this not having like any any title cards basically at all. Is yeah, because like you don't there. have to pay attention that's to that, thankfully. Yeah. Like because yeah. you do you do get to just get fully absorbed in the madness, like, you know, like where you're just watching all these images play before and then you're like yeah, you're, you're what did I just watch, dude? Like you're yeah. like, What did I just watch? It's you're definitely you're really a part of the asylum, honestly. With yeah, the you are. No, and one of my favorite time favorite things rewatching it is I actually did get the story a little bit more, and this time like it really is maybe not like a forerunner in Japanese. I mean, it is a forerunner of Japanese cinema, obviously, because it was so early. But it was like a lot of Japanese cinema is about like the conflict between like being obligated to something and like what you actually want, mm. you know? Because like this movie starts off with him wanting to be a sailor. But, like, or, like, actually, he chose his, like, human feelings over his obligation and, like, went off to be a, be a sailor while his wife was going insane. And now he's back he's here guilty. dealing he with, and now he feels guilty. It, he's yes. back here dealing with his obligation, not, like, actually doing what he wants to do. Yeah, yeah. And, like, it's, it, a lot of Japanese cinema is like that, where it's, like, of a, a fall, or just, like, anyone is, like, dealing with, like, they, they want to do something else, but then, like, they're drawn to something here you the know? individual versus it's keeping the them individual here desire versus like what's their culture yeah. or something yeah and like you get that heavily in this movie because he does feel like you can feel that he feels a lot of guilt and yeah it's not even only guilt it is just like he himself is descending into madness obviously watching his watching his wife go mad because yeah. just think about what well, just think about watching i know people have have like relatives that go through like dementia and stuff like that and that's hard yeah that's really hard and i do think that that's one reason why this connects yes. a lot is because it feels real, and that's one reason why I actually liked watching that uh, the uh, interview with the psychiatrist and Joseph Anderson afterwards is because that's what the psychiatrist says is he's like, this is one of the best portrayals of descending into uh, like regressing and descending into madness along with someone that yes. that can be portrayed because it like this would be like an actual reaction that someone would have to watching the situation, kind of. Oh. And to me, it's like it's. Uh what the best horror or genre movies can do, right? Where it's, even though the images itself are, you know, can be extreme or experimental or however you want to def- define the image in this movie, it still feels real at the end of the day. It's it does. speaking about a real experience, you know? Yeah. Like, when you think about that real experience, yeah, you might even just, think of the movie, And just think, because this is showing specifically 1920s asylums in Japan. That's, like, yes, that's, it's, yes, it's yes. a period piece in that in that sense of the word. Like, this is actually what asylums were like. I mean, okay, let, no, no, not uh, like, um, like the, the, the portrayal of, like, the yes, doctors especially yes, yeah. and, the, and the janitor himself, like, that stuff is all completely, like, how asylums were run back then in the day. 
why people might have had mistrust of doctors, you know, yeah. or you know if they were going to the same time and stuff. Yeah, or why she even might want to stay there because she feels safer there than out in the real world where think where she might have to deal with reality also again. True. You know, yeah. like maybe she just likes being in the care of authoritarian doctors more so than like. That's a good point. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's because uh, we really never get like. Does she ever ch- like she never changes the whole movie? I don't think she never really, wants to go. One, he's he the wants. One that, he's he the wants. One that ends yeah. Up staying, he he's, he know? stays. He stays in the asylum yeah. with her. Yeah. He, he kind of goes mad. That's kind of what the movie's about, right? With the mask yeah. and everything at the end. That's the, yeah. We can get to the end. Yeah, now, well, we should. Because the ending's amazing. Creep me out. To me, it really it's. I hate to bring up Chaplin again, but it really ties the whole movie together with a great ending. You know, it's like because I was watching it and even like. I, and that's to me what makes it a great even story even though it is hard to follow maybe the first time you watch it once you know what's going on the ending really hits home in terms of yeah. what it's trying to say right yeah. where it's like um, you think oh maybe he will get his wife out and he's having the fantasies and stuff of, of getting her out right and yeah. he like gives her food at one point and everything but it kind of is more realistic in terms of it might be like uh, when one person in a special relation that long goes crazy the other one might go crazy too yeah. you know that kind of thing where it's not just going to be a happy ending, you yeah. know, when that thing, when that does happen in real life. I even just love, I love specifically the scene where he puts on the mask because it's, because, like, he puts the mask, well, first his wife puts on the mask, and then, like, they put the mask on two children, basically meaning, like, he has his family back together. Like, this is finally, like, he has his family back together, basically. Like, That's... it took him going insane and putting on the mask of madness, kind of yeah. just like, just like everyone else, but, like... He got his family back by doing this. It's creepy as hell. And it is creepy as hell. <laughs> and then, great shot too, because it literally goes. It, yeah, you see them both put the mask on, and the camera yeah. goes down, shows the kids, because you're not expecting kids mm-hmm. to be there, right? So then it shows yeah. them in masks. So like it makes that point, like you're yeah. saying. And then the camera comes back up to him mopping the floor yep. in the science asylum, right? Basically saying like he's, he's in there now. <laughs> like, yeah, that, like you don't know how much of this, how like if, if any of that is even real, like yes. what just happened. Oh, like, that's one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah. Like thinking about it this time, there's flashbacks, there's yeah. dreams. You know, there's. Uh, it's hard to tell uh, what's real. You don't know if a crazy person is the one having the thought or not. Yeah, you know, and I actually wanted to bring this up because a page, a page like the the Japanese title for this movie can literally be translated translated in two ways, and they're both like the right the right way to translate. And one is a page of madness, as it's actually called. <laughs> And the other is a page out of order, no. and there is a scene. There is a specific scene where guys, if you remember, where where the, where one of the guys is sitting at a table with manuscripts, and a breeze blows and blows all the manuscripts yes, out yes, of order. Yes. And it's like kind of just saying like it, both tiles are kind of right, you know. Like it is a page of madness, but it's also like you don't know what order this movie's in, you know. <laughs> like because it is a page out of order too. Like that's actually a good point. Even the you could even see the movie is not even in, in sequential order really. Yeah. Uh, it's it's one of the early it's got to be one of the early movies of doing that thing where you go from dreams to flashbacks to memories yeah. to you know um, flash forwards and all, just all of it kind of and making it the same kind of movie. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. such an impressive movie. It really is like, and now that I'm like, this is what I love about watching uh, great movies a lot when you just get over the story and stuff and you can really just because then you yeah. know it and you can just let yeah. the images come over you and stuff and this yeah. has just some of the best ever. Yeah, and knowing it's not like. I, I didn't know he was an Eisenstein fan, but it makes so much sense. Yeah. I mean, he happily yeah. not be. Just with the, the the use of montage in this, it's amazing. Like, just from the opening scene with the rain, like you mentioned earlier, yeah. where it, there's a, just a bunch of quick cuts all of a sudden, like, you know it's going to be... You know you're getting in for something right away. Yes, you, you, know? you, definitely, you definitely do. <laughs> like, it doesn't hold back, basically. Yeah. I kind of love movies like that, especially if you can make the story work with it. Yes. 
and that's the, and that's the one thing that it does work with it. Thankfully, that it still works with it. But I really do wish that we could at least go back and see it, see it in twenty six with the benches. Because see, that's be, what you make that would a great been amazing. Point, yeah. It would have been amazing because that. that was its own kind of art. Yeah, you know, it was its own. Like they were, they were just yeah, as popular as the movies. Like yes. people, like people would actually go to the theater just to see the benches and not not for the like they would go for the movie obviously, but they would go to the to their favorite theater with their favorite benchy to see the movie because they wanted to see his interpretation on the movie. Yep, yep. Not I mean, anyone that's else's. how oral traditions were passed down yeah. for a long ass time, you know? <laughs> people were going to hear people say it, yeah. say a story. Something we're never going to get it again, sadly, yeah. probably, but... Unless it's, like, you know, some niche theater that you have to go to. Like, I'd, be, uh, I'd go. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'd actually be cool, though. It would be They awesome. should do something like that. They should it's, do something like that. It would probably be in New like York that, City you know? for, like, you know, you have that $10,000 to go. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that would be cool, though. We could watch it online. We could watch it online. <laughs> But, um, yeah, before we get done with this, I do want to mention I, there was a similarity of solids between it, this and another movie. Basically, the look of the the, the crazy people. I don't yeah. know. Did you guys notice they kind of look, uh, the in high and low the people in the uh, the drug? You know, I know alley. I know what the scene you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, like yeah, I can they, see they, what you're they saying. look similar. Yeah. I, I, I noticed that when I was watching. I was like, dang. This movie definitely had an influence on us. Uh, had some influence. I mean, I mean that's, this movie Curse really, was a whole generation after this yeah, movie. Yeah, so. Like, I mean, this movie influenced so much. Like, it influenced basically every movie about madness that came after it. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, uh, it gave me in some ways. Like, it's not the same uh, themes, but it may, reminded me of The Shining in some ways. Just sure. with oh, the guy yeah. going crazy, yeah. you know, in For a sure. horror genre, like a psychological horror, you know. Yeah. And where it goes backwards almost. He, you, he's not gonna, you know, the guy's getting worse by the end. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But uh, do you have any last words, Blake, on this or? No, I'm glad that you guys liked it as much as I do, though. Okay, so, yeah. Oh, that's what I was saying. Honestly, yeah, I, I loved it this time. But honestly, when I rewatch it, I think I'll, I, I might like it even more. Yeah, 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 that was your first watch. Yeah, I think and I will fun. say that it works both as a side, as like completely silent, or if you watch it with the, the the YouTube channel one or wherever you watch it with the yeah. score too, like it works. Very okay, well I, I should ways. mention that before. I didn't, I didn't like the score as much. I think okay. I mentioned that before. Yeah, you did. You mentioned that to us. Like to me, it. it the score did take away from the image just a little bit, just because it was see. I really love loud. This score. It was. I like it on. I would like it on its own. Yeah. But to me, it was kind of like almost outplaying the images at some point. You know, <laughs> it was trying to be loud. Like. I thought that they did a good job of like playing it and playing like like making that play along with them. That's what that was just my opinion okay. though. Like I like I, I like the time. Like I like the, I like the uh, the period specific instruments they used too. I would say this if it's if you like it, it's worth watching with the score and then watching silent. Like, yeah. No score or anything. For sure. Because you know? I because Danny and I both watched this completely silent the yeah, first time yeah. and it was I mean I I loved it the first time I watched it so. It can be a bit jarring though for a silent movie with no music though because like you're yeah, almost alone. You're, 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 true, that's true. you're like alone in your own thoughts like. No, yeah. and a lot of silent yeah. movies, most silent movies had music playing with it. Yeah, they yeah. people playing music, but it is, you would never know. It was hit or miss with what music yeah. they were playing, you know. Yeah. So just kind of like now, but. Uh, other than that, yeah, that's, what, that's what I ran to when I was watching Maya Dare. <laughs> like there was one for uh, Private Life, uh, Private Life of a Even, Cat. Yo. And yeah, and it was like YouTube one. It's like this like more modern one, and like oh, I was like okay. I, I was kind of liking it. I was like, dang, I like this music. Sounds pretty modern though. Like what? Sounds pretty modern. Though. I was like, what? Oh, she's. I mean, there were some uh, that her husband did that before she died. She married someone. That he did some scores for some of her movies. Uh, that's kind of off topic, but yeah. anyway. Well, yeah. well, I mean, she's definitely. silent. She's silent too. Honestly, so. yeah, <laughs> she is one of the best. But uh, any, la- any last words on a page of madness, Blake? No, I'm ready to get to right, the. The camera, the camera person. Cam- <laughs> the camera man. It's, it's not even the. It's, the it's just cameraman. 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 It's just cameraman. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Luke, so why'd you pick this one? Yeah, so this is my pick, and really, this really just boils down to me. Like this movie, I feel like 
it's only like what 70 80 minutes and it's a it's yeah. like a really nice you know sweet comedic uh r- romantic comedy you know silent romantic comedy it's like it's ex- extremely easy to watch it's almost like the circus in that way like for me like i love it because like i can just watch it anytime really and just like have a good time you know turn my brain off and you know he has amazing gags in this buster keaton you know amazing oh, no. stunts uh a monkey shoots machine guns you mm-hmm. know you know <laughs> great stuff any, any any silent movie with an animal honestly like it, it's gonna be like super fun to watch and amazing um <laughs> are there any more animals in this there's there's a monkey definitely. I know the monkey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't forget uh, about the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> it's very important. All right. Uh, I don't. Not that I remember, but uh, but it, like despite the, all the like the comedic stuff, like it, honestly, I think it de- definitely. I do love like the romance in this movie. I think it's super sweet and like has a great uh, ending to it. It does. Yeah. It does. It so, does. So yeah, honestly, I just I just it's it's just it's just a lovely movie you could <laughs> pop on any time and just enjoy. So that's yeah. true. I agree with that for sure. Yeah, that's why I love it so much. Yeah, that's why I hate it. No, I'm kidding. That's yeah. why I hate it. <laughs> also, also, some of the set pieces in this movie are insane. <laughs> no, sure. really. Yeah. That's and that's. I mean, that's probably a Keaton theme. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that is definitely one of the reasons. Not even the main reason, but one of the reasons to watch it. There's some yeah. great set pieces in this. Keaton is. Keaton at being Keaton. You know? Yeah. Keaton being Keaton. I, I, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah. <laughs> Even the story uh, for this one, I actually kind of like. Like, it's kind of simple, you know? Just, yeah. But it's still like, you know, you're just trying to be a, a TV camera guy, you know, yep. the, the yeah. 20s, trying to get new stories. Yeah, and trying to, you know, uh, fall in love with the secretary, like get the yeah, girl at the same yeah. time. It's just, I love, like, specifically the scene uh, where the, uh, she calls him yes. and, like, they're on the phone. Yes, and then, yes, like, yes. She, Dude, like yes, she's like, oh, my date's scene. over. And he just immediately, like, runs over and she's, like, still on the phone with him. Yeah. Like, yeah that's so funny. Uh, yeah, I she love turns that around scene. and he's yeah. Yeah, like, like, oh, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite moments. And then uh, the baseball scene where he basically, oh, yeah. like, pantomimes the whole baseball hitting the home run and everything yeah. is, like, I could watch that forever, you know, just stuff like that. Like that's like to me, it's amazing. Like that's one of some of my favorite Chaplin moments too, is where he just like he pantomimes the whole like kind of event. Oh yeah. Or we we've already mentioned Tati's parade once as episode. Oh, yeah. I mentioned it again. Tati also Jeez. does that a lot. I mean, Tati, I mean, yeah, I just he does tennis. Oh but, yeah, tennis. Uh, you know, you all, he was a huge Keaton fan. So, oh like, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, but Blake, did you say why you liked it? Or no, I do. I, I mean, I really like it as well. I think <laughs> I think the story is simple. I also like the story. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a that's a good thing for it. I don't know, but I, the Buster Keaton's that I've watched this week, he hasn't gone like super story heavy, which is fine. Like he is more so set piece heavy and like yeah. gag heavy, and I do like that. And like one one of my favorite gags in this movie is actually like I think it's like one of the it's one of the longer ones. It's like whenever he's like in the dressing room with the other oh, with the yeah. fat dude, and he's <laughs> oh, like yeah, they're like yeah. they're getting changed. One, it's yeah. a long yeah. scene. Like I, I that's what that's what I wrote down whenever I was watching. I was like, there's this is a long scene, but like the and payoff then, is so good. Yeah, and, and the ending like it like it is like. He like when he cuts, you think it's over, and then yeah. like, he drops out with like the long, you know, yeah. large, yeah, yeah, too yeah. large. Yeah, because suit. like the the fat guy walks out first with like Buster Keaton's suit on. He's like, what is this? And then Buster's like, he you see him. No, you see out. Buster first actually. Do you see Buster? Yeah. I thought that she saw the other guy first because no, then like the reveal comes with Buster Keaton after. I thought. But... No, you're like when I saw. I think I saw. I think Buster Keaton comes out first because I remember like thinking yeah. like, oh wow, that's like a. Yeah, kind of, kind of yeah, big. Right. Well, I think it's that's a weird swimsuit. I guess yeah. that's what swimsuits look at. Because yeah, he the sneaks out first, yeah. trying yeah. to get away. Yeah, and then the big guy comes out with the tiny one. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> no, and the payoff for that is not even like that gag. It's the gag of him like losing his pants completely because yeah. it goes like yeah. like this oh, gag yeah. go, leads into like three other gags oh, that he yeah. does. And him losing the date, uh, or you think he's gonna lose yeah, the date yeah. because of that? Like it honestly kind of hurts a little bit. When it does. Like, oh damn! Like this and guy then he gets, but he gets her back, which is <laughs> yeah. Good, so. Or yeah, he gets out somehow. He does the classic Charlie Chaplin kicking someone in the ass and get into a river, <laughs> and, and, and into on, a pool. No. Honestly, like when thinking about like the gags into other gags, I specifically also think of the. You know, initially when uh, he gets the story about the fire, and then he runs out, and he actually, you know, hits the, breaks the window and the door yeah. with the camera, and he's like, oh, no, and then, like, he, like, runs away. But then when he gets, when he gets told about the uh, Chinatown thing, he, 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 like, starts to go, and he realizes, oh, wait, I don't want to do this yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, and then he yeah. opens the door, yeah. and goes past it, and then the wind blows the yeah. door, and then it breaks the glass. And then it breaks well. the glass again. And then the right. next time you come in, it has bars on both sides, yeah. instead of just the one side. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. But, yeah. Oh, you didn't notice that? I didn't notice that either. Oh, okay, because, like, the first time he comes in, it doesn't, like, it's just a normal, normal door. The second time he comes in, there's bars on the side that he broke the first time. And then he walks out, and then it breaks on the oh, other side. Okay, and then the second okay. time he comes in, there's bars on both sides of the window, <laughs> so it doesn't happen again. I'll be, I could talk about the gags in this movie all day long, yeah, to be no. honest. But, no, um, I mean, we should talk about the uh, the Tong War, because okay, like, yeah, Danny yeah. and I both had this thought, apparently, but I wrote it down like while I was watching. I was like, was this the first Nightcrawler movie? Like, damn. Uh, yeah, like, no, yeah. Because <laughs> he plants evidence. You know, yeah. Plant, he plants, plants, yeah. He he's tries trying to. to get a, a fight going, basically, yeah. you know, for the camera. He's, he's doing what, news, what, what, yeah, the, yeah. what the news always he, does and instigates he, everything. <laughs> Yeah, he needs a story, you know. See, that's actually like part of the social comment. Like, like a lot of Buster I think Keaton movies don't have like a ton of social commentary, and this one could have gone farther. Yes, yes. But like, it at least is there. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the thing. I, that's the thing. I don't know if it's there because it was just funny. Yeah, I don't know if or it's there because there he's yeah. actually trying to make that point. Like, oh, news people, you know, that's what they're actually doing. They're just, you know, they're here to try to see fights coming, I mean, basically. For yeah. he does, he does paint the, the 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 news people in the movie are painted in that negative light. Though. They are, yeah. Not I mean, him though. But he's well, not no, a newsman, yeah. yeah. But he's so. the one that literally puts a knife in one of the fun- no, he the does, one they're fighting, yeah. like just trying to like get a murder on camera, basically. Like, like the boss, <laughs> the boss of the news company, he's portrayed as an asshole. Like, oh yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, yeah. The the one of, one of the people who work for it that tries to yeah, that tries to steal, girl, that tries yeah. to steal a girl. Of course, yeah. So, I mean, you, I, I would say he def, I think he was aware he was making okay. a social commentary to be honest, right, but right. Uh, I mean. It is a funny scene either way. It's oh, a great yeah. scene. It's just... That whole Tong War stuff is just and, hilarious. Because and just... you're kind of on his side too. You're like, oh, yeah. I, I just want to get him. I want him to get some good footage. You know? Yeah. And then the monkey. I, I just like. I, I don't. I don't understand. It all like, comes back to the monkey. Yeah. I just. I, is it was it like it has to be a live monkey but like I don't oh, yeah, know it's how, definitely a live how do they train a monkey to do that that's crazy. monkeys are smart dude yeah it's insane and like you kill the monk the, the, the sailor I love how he gets the monkey dude it's just like <laughs> they, they think he died okay so like they think he dies then he's like okay you pay him for it and then like he pays him for it and then he's like it's your monkey now and he's like what do I do with the dead they monkey? Didn't keep no, the yeah, yeah put the sheet over it. Well, just to oh, grab man. it, and carry it. They like oh. tries to leave it on the trash can. Oh my god, that's another. That's kind of that's kind of like the kid actually. That, I, child, I, when you said that, yeah. it literally just reminded me yeah. of the kid. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, and the the sailor uniform on it just caps it off too. Like it's, it's just so cute. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Plus, there's another great. This is true with a lot of silent comedies, and we need to get more back to this. Is uh, just making fun of cops, making yes. them look dumb, you know. No, this is before Copaganda got full, yeah, like, yeah. got like 
There's some great. Uh, there's some great moments <laughs> of him getting away from a cop. You know. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You gotta have that. Well, like that cop was just like on in the entire movie for like why? Like why is it just like watching? Just like watching. Yeah, just like watching. He's like suspicious because Keen's on a date. Yeah, he's like he's like where are you going? They're just like that. I'm like, what is this guy's problem, man? Like he's living his life. Yeah, he asks him where he works. Yeah, like what? Like what's your what? Like why you need to know? And the bus just like pointing like I live over there and over there. Oh, that's a great moment where he points both. Yeah, I points both directions. No, and I just love the shot at the very end where like Buster has sa- saved the girl and everything, and then like he's just sitting there with all the medicine, and then the camera pulls out, and you see the monkey, oh, yes, like the yes. monkey okay, rolling yeah, the that, camera. That's, what I, that's the scene I want to talk about. Okay, that's that my scene. favorite scene. I love just that, that scene so scene. much. Like, dude. It is so good. Like uh, just the fact that it's like uh, you think like you're like oh wow Buster Keaton's like yeah. you know, he's he's uh, he doesn't get the girl, but then you realize oh wait the oh, monkey wait. the monkey saved he, the day. <laughs> The monkey's uh, a day just, sex so mock. And then, <laughs> and the fact that he's like he, then uh, I don't even realize. I still don't get how he got the film from the uh, Chinatown thing. Like he lost it, but then he got it back somehow. He I puts think. in a different canister back in or something, right? I think so. Yeah. 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 I, was, I, I don't. Uh, like I think he yeah. was filming with the real film, but then like it got switched out whenever he. The uh, monkey maybe, takes yeah, one yeah, out. I know the. Mon- I see the monkey take one out, and then he's like, "What is the monkey doing?" Yeah. He puts one back in. But yeah. I guess the one he puts in is. Well, it was empty. That's the one the he puts in film. was empty, had no film in it. Well, no, the one he puts like in before shooting, like, cause like the monkey takes out the film, and then he makes sure to put he makes sure to put it back in, like as he's filming the war. So yeah. I think he puts in the right one, but I think after that the monkey takes it out again. Maybe uh, that's what switches, yeah, like, cause yeah. I cause he got he filmed like all yeah, the stuff, yeah, so yeah, like yeah. he did film it, but the film somehow loses. Yeah, I think it like gets switched or something or yeah. something. I do happens. remember. Not, it's not clear the way yeah. it's told. I don't think. But it doesn't really matter. Either. No, it doesn't really. I mean, matter. I mean, somehow just... they find the film. Yeah. yeah. The mo- <laughs> and uh, it is a great shot though. Dude, yeah. Of him see. holding the medicine and then the camera yeah. pans out yeah. and you see the yeah, uh, and then you oh see the monkey rolling. The monkey's just filming too. Yeah. And, yeah, and then and then they, they watch it and it's uh, I I kind of like it. It's kind of like a it's a new perspective from the scene. Honestly, yeah. Like, from that camera, like. A different, like, it is. Camera. I'm like, how is the monkey moving this camera? <laughs> how does he know all these made... moments to move? Yeah. <laughs> Plus, dude, it made me Great think filmmaker. of a... it. It made me think of how fun it would have been, like, to be actually a news person, though. And like, you're watching daily, like, you're trying to, like, you're hoping for some good footage, and you're actually in a theater having to watch it. You know, oh, like, yeah. a true. Theater like that. Yeah. Like uh, that. Because uh, it actually is a great kind of montage scene of the uh, Tong War that he actually films when they oh, find yeah. out. Because yeah. like, oh, let's see, let's see what he made, you know. And it's a great shot of the. Uh, the tall um, newscaster guy, or the tall TV cameraman, who like actually ends up getting the girl before he finds yeah, find yeah. out he's been lying about everything. Yeah. And like he just slowly slinks into his chair yeah. while he's uh, watching yeah. the whole thing, and he can't yeah. walk, he can't like stop watching. He just has yeah. to see it happen. You know, it's, just, it's a yeah. great, it's a, it's a funny moment. Well, see, like yeah. this, that's another one where, though where like I don't know why Buster Keaton's such a madman, but like having a boat hit you at full speed like even in that like little boat he was on it's still like really oh, dangerous yeah, that's like insane. that's still like really dangerous like yeah and like that boat was going full yeah. speed it just rammed right into him and how like, was the boat going in a circle too like that was like oh, yeah like that's that crazy that's i don't know crazy. how they i don't know how they tied that like whenever the boat's just going around because he has he's like it's, he's it's like paddling like, his boat back in yeah. to save him and then the boat rams into his boat it's almost like, it was, like that stuff's dangerous man just, like the boat was basically like a shark yeah oh yeah it was yeah I mean, we should mention he's probably the first action star, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Probably. Maybe, like, is it making, like, like when you describe yeah, that, like, you're making me think of, like, when people talk about Jackie Chan and, like, Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. yeah. Every, every, like, every, everyone oh, I hear... they do that? I can't believe they did that. Yeah. You know, that I hear a ton of people uh, comparing Jackie Chan to Buster Keaton. 
I've, and honestly, I kind of see. I can like, see that. Yeah. The way they they're, they're both like crazy stuntmen, but like also comedic. Dude, we like, like Police Story with, oh a, with like doing a double feature with like Police Story and any Buster Keaton movie would be so oh, good. Man. Police so. Story is amazing. But then, but, yeah. but Jackie Chan's also got the facial expressions. Though. He does. Yeah. You know, so yeah. He's yeah, got yeah, some great sure. ones. And but that's what makes makes Keaton great too. Yeah. I love his flat face. Uh, just deadpan. Uh, face, deadpan. Yeah, deadpan is the word for it. Yeah. It's kind of emotionless almost. You know, no matter what happens, it's just kind of yeah. Were you gonna compare the the war scene to Yojimbo? No, not the okay. Well, kind of. Though it was more more of a shot where yeah, um, yeah. he wants to get a good shot, a view of the fight going on below in the street. Yeah. So he climbs that ladder, and the way he's looking at it, it just reminds me of Yojimbo. Yeah. The same way Yojimbo's like <laughs> Yojimbo has a different attitude, obviously. Yeah. But still, it's yeah. the same kind of thing. You know, just watching the fight, yeah. the street fight from below. You know, trying to stay out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but then, but he adds on to it because then his uh, whole the whole platform falls yeah. and the way it falls, like while he's standing on it, like that just would have been scary to do. Yes, you know? dude, <laughs> like, yeah, so many and it just looks like it's just like a, a five second gag in the movie before they go on, yeah. but that would have been crazy to yeah. do. Another five second gag I just thought of actually during the war scene is when uh, two of the legs of the camera get knocked off. Yeah, and then, then and then he's like, it's like he's like, oh, it's not gonna say. It. So he holds it out for someone to shoot it. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, like, it's yeah. like, and now you can set it down the ground. Yeah. I just remember that. That's such guerrilla filmmaking. That's fine. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, because uh, have you seen uh, the movie Man with a Movie Camera? No, I haven't. And is that actually after this? It's like 20s, 30s. I think it's like 20s. Remember the opening scene of this movie is actually like a an actual TV camera person filming all these cool spots. and uh, You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, because they're showing what a TV camera person... Because then it cuts to him, you know, doing his like normal photography. Yeah. But that opening montage is kind of like Man with a Movie Camera. Uh, the oh, cameraman yeah. came out first. Uh, so. Oh, okay. It came out a year earlier. Wait, so wait, which came out first? The cameraman. Oh. Man, maybe, maybe <laughs> Man with a Movie Camera copying cameraman, bro. I wouldn't be surprised if they like Keaton. It's, uh, maybe. Uh, Bertov made that, I'm pretty sure. Yes, yeah, so you get Bertov. Yeah, yeah. Made that. Oh. But, uh, do we have any last words on cam- Cameraman? Man. It is one of those movies that just, it just like, you could just talk about the gags forever, like um, yeah, honestly, yeah. yeah. And uh, one of my favorite—it's one of my favorite things with just movies in general, and how you know it's a good movie. It's like the second, even if someone doesn't remember the movie at all, if you describe just a little bit of the scene, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, yeah." I yeah. You know, it could be years. Yeah, like, yeah. there's a lot of uh, Keaton moments like that where like you don't even have to remember the movie, but if you just start describing the scene, people are like, "Oh yeah, I remember when he did that." You know, because yeah. it, it just made an impression on your brain, even if you yeah, didn't remember it. Because he's insane. Yeah. <laughs> he is an insane person. Yeah. Like, like it's the same thing. Like whenever I was saying, like Charlie, Charlie locking himself in the cage with the lion. Like, why are you still doing this bus trip? Like, <laughs> you can <laughs> actually die. So. Yeah. And he's out here doing like he's like. I mean, he was in good ass shape though. Remember he in the changing yeah. scene, he had like a fucking six pack. He did, dude. Yeah. He was in good ass shape. Yeah. And then Keaton's out here like having like a house fall on himself in that one uh, one week short yeah like, dude the, there are like, so many things in one week where I'm just like dude like you could have literally died doing this movie the ladder bro like oh he my balances God. on that ladder and anytime a ladder moves I'm always scared so yeah, I don't know it, how this it made my heart like, like it was like oh, oh my god like, oh my god chill out but I mean, Buster Keaton's great. We'll definitely do a series. On I, need a, I need to. I need to watch more should. Buster Keaton. Honestly, I need to too. Honestly. I've been doing. I've been watching more of him after I got done with Chaplin because I, I. I just find watching silent, silent like shorts in the morning is so fun because yeah. it's like just a quick way to start your day. Okay. Where it's like you just watch a silent short and then you're just kind of happy. <laughs> they do. They're like. Especially uh, if it's like Keaton or Chaplin or Harold uh, Lloyd or someone like some of these great ones. So. I need to watch Harold Lloyd too. Yeah. No, we definitely. 
We'll need to talk about Keaton the hair lord. I watched Max Linder, like a Max Linder movie recently. He's like from 1910s, dude. Hmm. Like he was like one of Charlie Chaplin's influence. Yeah. Dang. Oh. It's pretty good. The movie I watched is called The Grass The Grass Widower, and it's about his him like making his wife so angry that she goes and moves in with her mom, and then he realizes that he that like house chores are way harder than they thought. So oh, it's pretty funny. Hard. It's pretty funny, yeah, honestly. Yeah. No, that's what I'm just saying. I, I love silent. I love silent movies. Honestly, they're so easy to watch right now. And now that we, yeah, I'm doing Chaplin, obviously, yeah. we've gotten in the flow of doing. Yeah, we've you know, gotten in the flow of these uh, silent movies. These silent. So. I mean, literally, just from the frame rate itself, you kind of have to get used to that yeah, you know, sped yeah. up nature of a lot of the. But like, especially with this uh, this story and camera person, uh, camera. Person. camera I knew person. I was going to do it. I knew uh, I was going to do it. And cameraman. <laughs> uh, it fits the pace of the movie, though. Yeah. You know? It's it kind of yeah. like they're trying to get some good action, and it just yeah, basically the pace of the movie. Yeah. Um. But Luke, you picked any last thoughts? You want to close those out? Good we... movie. You know, good, good movie. movie. <laughs> uh, was that the was the camera? What's the best movie we talked about today? Quick, give me a I thought. think Page of Madness is still my favorite silent movie. I think so. so. Oh, I, okay, I love, yeah, I love, I love Page of Madness. So. Yeah. I mean, I mean this Caraman's is just one of my favorite good. horror movies too. Page yeah. Madness, Page so Madness is so good. My, mine's definitely Cameraman though. It's it's not my like. Yeah, the Cameraman. It's not like so my good. favorite favorite silent movie like that. Definitely be I was born, but but. But it's just it's a movie everyone needs to watch. Yes, in my yes. opinion. This is, I I like how you compare it to the circus because I do think of those very similarly. Like yeah. these are just movies that you can yes, put on any time yes, and watch, and yeah. it's so easy to watch. So. Yeah. And great poster. I don't know if the letterbox yeah. is that the original it's the guy poster? running. It's the guy running. Yeah. The I don't know if that's the original. Either poster. way, it's a great. The one on letterbox is a great poster. Yeah. I don't know. You never know with letterbox if it's the original yeah, poster know. or if it's like someone made it later. But yeah. Either way. We should move on to what are we going to talk about next week? Yeah, so we're it's this uh, it's another like kind of like it's it's we basically uh, we need we found we found two movies that are blind spots for us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one's older, one's newer. Yeah. Um, the old one is uh, Redbeard, directed by Akira Kurosawa, and the other one is Blake. You need to pronounce it. For it's me. I think it's Titan. Okay. Titan. And that came out last year. Came out year. last year, yeah. Okay, and who's it directed Julia by? Julia Boncher. Ducarno. Ducarno. Yeah. Ducarno? Yeah. yeah. Why did I, I, I say Boncher? I don't know if I'm saying yeah. that right. I'm, yeah. I, I, I haven't seen any of her movies. A very, so. very popular movie in the last yes. two years. Everyone, I, I, I yeah. hear everyone talking about it. Like everyone, People who love it, love it. Yeah. And, so. and we should discuss, like, we, we're basically <clears> kind of trying to come up with ideas of what to do between our breaks of our big series. Yeah. Because yeah, we not... want to give ourselves a break from watching, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. or to just, like, watch things that we kind of want to watch yeah, throughout ran- the week. Almost instead, more random, just, you know, yeah. just more random. Yeah. And it'll give us an excuse sometimes to go more modern movies, too. Yeah. yeah. But this one, this idea we'll have to come back to is oh, just blind yeah. spots. Yeah. And we have to find, we're trying to find movies that all three of us haven't seen that are, you know, somewhat popular. But, so or at least it, the majority. Yeah, yeah. But it, yeah. it could be, like, yeah, one person seen it. Yeah, maybe one person. Yeah, because we were struggling. And they just, like, and they just want to, like, Get the other two people to watch. It, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> just an excuse to watch different movies, really. Yeah. But yeah. we'll call it blind. Which spots. means Portrait of Lady on on fire is definitely going to be one of the next ones. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, because if we make it to where one person has seen it, then we definitely have way more. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, definitely have way more. But all three yeah. is like, then we don't know if we want to watch it at the first place. Yeah, <laughs> so that's kind of tough. But these two are actually really good picks. Yeah, Redbeard is actually crazy. I can't believe no. I mean, Blake has seen yeah. a ton of Kurosawa. I've, I've seen, seen most. Of Maybe I've probably s- have. I've seen a lot of Kurosawa too. Yeah, and, and Lucas seen a lot. So I've only got like six left or something. Yeah. So yeah. this is one. <laughs> and I have a Kurosawa a poster in my apartment. I still haven't seen it. That's really so. yeah, Redbeard. That's Redbeard. Oh, Redbeard. Yeah. Yeah. A Redbeard yeah. poster. Yeah. So even worse. <laughs> yeah. no. Blake, you still have a Playtime one too. I do still have a Playtime one. I haven't seen But uh. I think, Luke, you want to close this out? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that just we just closed yeah, it out. Yeah, so. goodbye. <laughs> so, catch you floating, floating through the clouds. Yeah, there you go. <laughs>